Welcome to Newcastle Libraries Real. Newcastle Libraries can be accessed from wherever you live with the Newcastle Library app. Put borrowing at your fingertips. I invite you to close your eyes and imagine. Imagine that there are no buildings, no roads, no cars, just the trees, plants, animals and the very first storytellers of this land, the Awabakal and Waramai people. So I acknowledge them as the traditional custodians of this beautiful land in which we live. Grow, eat, compost, repeat with Christina Roberts. So today I have two special guests, Therese Davis and Alicia Sheen, who both work in waste services at the City of Newcastle. And today we're going to have a chat about food waste why it's a problem and what community members as individuals can do about that through home composting. But first of all, I would like to congratulate you both on the launch of the um, City of Newcastle's home composting program. I know that you've been working for a long time to get that up and running and it's a great initiative and I'm really keen for you to tell us more about that today. Um, I was really excited when you approached the library about partnering with you on this program because it has great synergies with the library's seed library and I just think you're offering great services to the community. So welcome to the show and congratulations. First of all, um, let's just have a chat about this new home composting program. Can you tell me where the idea came from and what it's all about? So our Lord Mayor raised the Lord Mayoral Minute that we would like to introduce a um, subsidised home composting program as part of our broader organics program. At City of Newcastle, our organics program is to build an organic waste processing facility at Summerhill Waste Management Centre, but that's going to take some time. And we know that our residents are really passionate about waste and reducing waste to landfill, and particularly around what they can do with their food waste. Food waste is about one third of our red lid general waste bins and we yeah, it's just something that our residents are really passionate about and we're really passionate about reducing to landfill. So we started to look around at what programs were available and one of the companies we came across was Compost Revolution. They run a nationwide program of home composting products across Australia with over 55,000 households participating in their program. And while there's a lot of other companies and a lot of other products out there, we ended up going with Compost Revolution because a lot of their products are designed and manufactured in Australia, which we thought was really important. And even better is a lot of their products are made out of recycled plastic. So um, it's really good to see that end-use plastic, such as pot plant pots from nurseries, are being turned into a product that our residents can then use to recycle their food waste. It closes the loop really nicely, and I think that's a really good story and a good win for the environment by using locally produced products that are made within Australia. So with this program, there are three products that residents can purchase. They can choose between a home composting bin, the Dirt Vader, and they'll get an um, aerating tool with that, which will help them with their home composting program. They could also try the worm farm, and that comes with a thousand worms that they can use to get them started as well. Or the third option that we offer at the discounted rate is a urban composter Bakashi bin. And Bakashi bin is a little bit different to the others in that it's a fermentation process rather than a decomposition process. So residents can choose between one of these three products and yeah, start composting their food waste and reducing what they're sending to landfill. And this program's been made possible 
through a grant fund through the New South Wales EPA Waste Less Recycle More initiative that's funded through the Waste Levy. That's fantastic. Want to be a compost champion? Attend one of our free online or face-to-face training workshops. Find out more at newcastle.nsw.gov.au slash home. I kind of feel like compost time has come. Like when I first got into gardening, like in the mid-1990s, it really wasn't commonplace to do that kind of thing. Like I felt like I was a bit of a weirdo for having a compost heap in my backyard. Whereas now there are plenty of people that you can follow on Instagram that are kind of making compost cool, which I think is amazing because it is just such really a simple thing. Once you know what to do, it's a simple thing that you can do to help reduce um, food waste and convert it into something that is useful to grow plants that you can then grow veggies and, and then I guess eat that food and the cycle just continues in that way. And that's the beauty of this program. Too. There are workshops where people can come face to face and we can educate them on how to compost, um, what are the best ways to use a worm farm and even how to use a bakashi bin in their home kitchens. Yeah, Leisha, that's awesome about this program. You've got three different composting units available to choose from that um, Newcastle residents can get as a subsidised rate. And then the training element, I think, is so important because it gives people the skills and the confidence to give it a go. I know myself whenever, I mean, I once had a worm farm. And in the end, I gave it away because I just felt too responsible for the worms. I thought I was killing them. Like, I think I overfed them, actually. And it just got way too sludgy in there. And I thought, I can't keep them alive. I'm going to give my you know, unit away. And so what I really like about this program is that not only do you get, you know, a cheap unit, but you also get that training to learn how to do it properly and just be more confident, I think, um, yeah, to give it a go. So you're not the only one with the worm farm <laughs> issues. Oh, really? Yeah, we <laughs> do come across that quite often. So, yeah, these workshops that we're having and also the online training should go mm. through some some frequently asked questions on how to solve those problems and uh, oh, keep those cool. little wormies happy in your worm farm. Oh, that's very good. I think I've reg- registered for the workshop myself and I think I'm going to go for the compost unit rather than the worm farm. Not just yet. Maybe once I'm more confident, I'll give it another go. <laughs> the Dirt Vader. The Dirt Vader. Grow your knowledge around composting with Newcastle Library's educational videos. NewcastleLibrary.gov.au So that then leads on to talking about why food waste is a problem. Like you mentioned, Therese, that a third of our red bin is generally food waste. But why is that a problem for the environment? So what happens um, when your food waste ends up in our landfill? The landfill gets covered each day with a layer of soil, what we call daily cover. Um, Now, once this daily cover is in place, it it changes the chemistry of the breakdown of our organic waste. Whereas if we have a compost bin or a worm farm, the processes of breaking down, they actually attract or um, are surrounded by a lot of oxygen. So the oxygen helps break down our food scrap. In our our landfill, that oxygen can't actually get access to our scraps um, Mm -hmm. and create some very nasty greenhouse gases like methane and carbon dioxide. So at our landfill, we do have a number of practices in place to manage those. But in our home home composting scenario or your worm farming, it's obviously Uh, more environmentally beneficial and friendly Mm. Um, you're not going to be actually having those gases being created by the breakdown of your food scrap yeah that's cool and what's the difference between hot composting and cold composting I like to relate composting like baking a cake Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's in my system so I prefer the hot hot composting it sort of breaks down more pathogens so in essence it's Placing a compost bin somewhere in the in the sun, so it gets mm-hmm. a lot of heat. These compost bins are designed um, so they're quite dark in colour, so they absorb a lot of heat. So if you've got things 
like tomato seeds, pumpkin seeds, um, anything that can potentially be a weed or spread. Hot composting can actually break down those those processes and stop that from happening. So, And a cold compost takes a lot longer to break down. You don't mm-hmm. get as um, many beneficial microbes in there, so it's a little bit of a longer process. And so the methane is still not an issue even with the hot composting because it's, it's not that process you're describing in the landfill. Yeah, yeah that's correct. So yeah, it's okay. being um, exposed to more oxygen because it's just sitting there or being yeah, sure. turned over. Okay. Yeah, cool. So you've got three great compost units that um, Newcastle residents can purchase at a subsidised rate. And I hear that there's a training element to the program as well. Can you tell me about that? That's right. So for every person who jumps online to the Compost Revolution website or onto Council's website, they can actually purchase one of these three products. Um, And part of that purchasing process is to complete some online training. Um, Now, there may be some people out there that prefer face-to-face training. So we've actually got four workshops booked in across the LGA for the coming months. And those dates and information uh, is also available on our website for bookings. So that's what I love about this home composting program is that you're actually going to train people on how to use the different products and then that will give them the skills and the confidence. I think, you know, the confidence, I think, is a big part of making it, you know, a success. And this yeah. partnership with Compost um, Revolution enables people to contact them throughout the day. There's a, a chat option there that you can contact somebody and say look this is happening to my worm farm I've got some little flies hanging around or maybe my compost bin is not breaking down what am I doing wrong so there's that follow-up information um, and frequently asked questions available at their fingertips. Fantastic and also Newcastle Libraries as part of our contribution to the program we're going to be producing three short videos one on each of the products the Bakashi bin, the worm farm and the compost unit. That will then just help residents also feel more confident about using them. A nice little showcase of what we've got to offer. Yes, yeah, it's a a great well-rounded program. So this moves on then to that bigger question of why food waste is a problem. So can you talk about what's the issue for the environment about food waste? So Therese mentioned that over a third of what is contained in the, the red or the garbage bin um, is food scraps or, or things that we can potentially divert from landfill. So what happens uh, out at Summerhill, which is our landfill, is each day when the waste is tipped, uh, it's covered with a layer of soil and that soil we call daily cover. Now, um, that daily cover has some great options for us. It keeps the odours down and things, and keeps the water out of the landfill, but it also stops oxygen from getting in. And that changes the chemistry of the breakdown process. So when you've got your home composting bin or your worm farm, you've got some really lovely oxygen molecules just floating around there, helping break down your compost. Whereas at the landfill, we don't have that option. And it actually creates some really nasty greenhouse gases, mm-hmm. um, carbon dioxide and methane. So we have some processes to manage those, but obviously um, home composting or having a worm farm in your backyard is a nicer option. You can um, control that by keeping your compost turned over. A part of the the pack that you'll receive, it's got a nifty compost tool which helps you aerate the compost so that you're limiting those gases being created from your food scraps breaking down. That's fantastic to know. So the individual community member can actually make a big difference just by the way they're handling their food waste. Yes. Yeah, by home composting it. I think one of the things is often at home, you know, when you throw out a bit of food waste, it might be something that's sitting in the bottom of the crisper or it could be just the scraps off your plate at the end of the night you think oh that's not really very much food I'm not throwing out a lot of waste but what we found is that in Newcastle households are throwing out about 135 kilos of food waste each year and 
that's kind of hard to get our head around what that mm. sort of how much that looks like and things. But and even when we think about that, that's an individual household across the whole local government area. We're throwing out about eight thousand six hundred tons of food waste each year, just in those little bits each time. So when you home compost your waste instead of putting it into the red lid bin, it's actually having a really big win for the environment in terms of reducing that waste and turning it into a valuable composting product, as well as keeping it out of landfill, which is really helpful as part of our management of landfill and our food waste process. Yeah, well, I think you've kind of touched on two issues there. One is the amount of waste actually being generated in the first place, mm-hmm. which is, I guess, is going to be a conversation for another podcast in this series. But for, for our purposes today, the idea that once that waste is created, what do you do with it? And the home composting program is a great solution to help people to manage what they do with that food waste once it is created. Yeah, definitely. It's a really good opportunity for residents to do something worthwhile with their product. And so are you both avid composters, like at home? Have you got any experiences you can share, any things that go well or haven't gone well? I'm actually trialling some in-ground composting at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, For my birthday, I got my husband to dig some holes in the backyard to put (laughs) put some uh, buckets with lots of holes drilled into them into the ground and we're actually composting through those. So, Mm -hmm. yes, it probably needs um, a little bit more heat from the summer sun. Um, Mm -hmm. At the moment, it it can get quite cold in the ground. So I'm just waiting for it to warm up a little bit more to kickstart that process and see how we go. And so can I ask, are those in-ground compost units, are you putting them in like your veggie patch or they're in a different part of the yard? Yes, so they're right next to the citrus trees. So hopefully the citrus will be able to gain some um, nutrients just by passing. Directly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, leaching out the side there. So yes, that's a different technique that we're just trialling at home. But I've also had the worm farm in the past um, and that's worked quite well. The kids love getting in there and having a look at the worms squiggling around, uh, particularly when you take the lid off because they're a little bit adverse to the light. They like to move around and make some great noises in there to get the kids involved. And what about you, Therese? What's your experience? in home composting? I've tried both composting and worm farming and with both of them I've found it quite successful with hiccups along the way. My preference is a compost bin. I feel like I can put more product within the compost bin. I live on a larger property so I have a lot of grass clippings and a lot of vegetation waste so a compost bin works much more effectively for that Mm. than a worm farm does but I quite like both. Just really depends and yeah I've had a lot of success with them with some trial and error. Something I've heard about recently is this concept of hot composting. I've always done what's known as cold composting. Do you know what the difference is? It's uh, basically a temperature thing. So Mm. um, I like to explain composting like baking a cake. So you've got to have the right ingredients and your compost bins are this lovely oven. So I like to have my compost bin located in a nice warm sunny spot, Mm. not on any concrete or anything. It's got to be on bare earth so that the natural microbes and the worms can come out of the ground to work through your compost. So it's maintaining a high heat and having it turned over frequently will get your food scraps and any other scraps and lawn clippings and things you have going starting to break down a lot quicker. So cold composting tends to take a lot longer and you may not have as much success. So I really like that baking a cake analogy. So it sounds like there's lots of different ingredients that go into making a good compost. So what are some of the things that we should not put in a compost? Things like weed seeds and um, anything that you may not break down properly. So you don't want to put weeds in there that might have seeds in them and then you put it back on your garden and the weeds keep germinating Mm -hmm. as well as 
dog and cat poo, generally if you don't get your compost pile hot enough, any um, pathogens within that won't break down mm. properly. So that may cause some risks or concerns as well. So as Alicia was talking about the hot compost, if you're doing a hot compost and you're keeping your compost pile at a warm enough temperature, then things like weed seeds and dog and cat droppings they aren't going to be an issue Mm -hmm. if you can maintain it at your compost pile at a high enough temperature but if you don't do that then there can be some ongoing issues with putting it back into your garden and what about things like onion peel citrus peel can they go in the compost look in in small amounts i think they can Mm -hmm. um we we definitely put ours in it just takes a little bit longer to break down that's all and Mm -hmm. you just got to make sure you keep turning it and you've got to have a a a ratio of what we call the green to the brown so the green is the nitrogen rich things that you find around your garden or your home um, and the brown is the carbon so they're sort of things like dry leaves um, newspaper egg cartons those things can can go in so it's a nice mix of both so that you get the nice baking of the cake and would you say that mix between the green and the brown is that like a 50 50 ratio or you need more brown more green roughly and like Therese was saying before it's a little bit of um, trial and error so you'll mm-hmm. find that certain food scraps that you probably use in your house have a lot of moisture content compared to other people um, and so you may need to add more brown to dry it out so mm-hmm. we used to um, run some workshops previously at council and they were face-to-face workshops and it was great we'd have people coming around our community gardens and showing off our compost and one of the tricks mm-hmm. we used to do was grab a, a handful of compost and squeeze it and if you actually released your hand and the compost stayed in just a sort of a tube mm-hmm. in your hand it was the right right moisture Texture. yes yeah oh that's good to know i think one of the other things with um compost bins and worm farm is you also don't want to be putting any meat or dairy in them mm. because they're not going to decompose quickly and it could cause some issues with some odor and things like that one of the products that we do have on offer through this program is the bakashi bin and because that works on a fermentation process rather than a decomposition process you can actually put your meat and dairy within in that bin as well and it will compost down into a useful product. So people who are really interested in like zero waste, the Bakashi bin is going to make them feel really good, isn't it? That'd be the way to go. That's <laughs> yeah. right. And look, and these um, systems are set up too for smaller people who live in um, smaller units. Mm. The little worm farm looks great on a balcony and you don't have to have that in contact with the ground, um, whereas the compost bin probably mm. is it better for someone who's got a little bit of backyard that they can um, put their compost bin out in the back corner in the sun. And the Bakashi bin can even be stored inside underneath the sink so um, we're covering off all options there yeah i have seen the worm farm it's not the traditional rectangle shape it's a smaller square and it's got lovely, lovely legs. Little timber legs, yes. Timber legs, yes. It's quite the fashion statement. <laughs> it is, and you can even customise the colour of your lid. I think there's three or four choices of lid colour. Wow, amazing. Borrow and grow, then harvest and share with the Newcastle Seed Library. Free seasonal seeds available now at Walls and Library, newcastlelibrary.gov.au. I've just got a few quick questions for you. What's the ickiest thing you've ever found in a compost bin? Probably some, you can get a variety of different bugs in your bin. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've had in past some slaters and things like that sort of make home mm-hmm. in my compost bin, which weren't um, very beneficial to the process. So that's probably some of the yuckiest things I've had. And I've, I've tried in the past um, to put the dog droppings in as well. So having mm-hmm. those in yes. there, if it doesn't get too hot, uh, you've got to make sure you turn it um, a lot to make sure that they yeah. start to break down quite well. What about you, Therese? Found anything icky in the bin? Um, like Alicia, there's definitely some wildlife that comes in <laughs> and some of those bugs can look quite 
daunting and disconcerting. I think for me, I once lifted the lid on my compost bin and there was a red back sitting right there. So that was a little bit unnerving. I suppose it's just the thing to be mindful of is is you're doing this out in your garden. I mean, spiders live everywhere and compost bin might provide them with a nice little home. And so just be mindful when you lift the lid to just check what you're doing. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Now this is a question to get your creative juices going. How would you describe composting in five words? Well, I like that it's a, a, a nutrient-rich fertiliser and it's free. So mm-hmm. we'll start with that. So I might go free fertiliser for your garden. Yay, free <laughs> fertiliser for your garden. Yep, that's five. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Therese? I don't think I could be quite as creative as Alicia and put it in a sentence. So I'll just stop for five words. Earthy, mm-hmm. nutrients, bugs, Mm-hmm. Bacteria, yep. good for the environment. We'll pretend that's one, <laughs> one word. <laughs> like a compost haiku. <laughs> yes. And so my attempt is carbon, nitrogen, food for... I can't make it five either. Compost. <laughs> food for good. Nitrogen, carbon, food for good. Yeah. We'll go with that. <laughs> Fits well. Okay. And just finally, what would you say to someone who says composting is too hard? Just give it a go. You know, mm-hmm. we've got these great workshops that are running. Um, if mm-hmm. you do have any questions or if you want to get involved, come along and have a chat. Um, we've got a great presenter who, who has an enormous amount of knowledge. Um, just come along and, and have a chat. You might find that you um, have started in the past and, and that the system that you had didn't suit what you needed. Um, and we'll be able to walk through those steps with you and, and try and find out what is the best way to go forward for your composting journey. Great. That's good advice. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Grow, Eat, Compost, Repeat. Recycle our podcast by telling your friends about it and help us grow with a five-star rating on iTunes. This has been a Newcastle Libraries Real Production. 